Welcome to another episode at the Be Guided and Be Great podcast, where being intuitive is understood and being sensitive is a good thing. I'm your host, Kate St. Clair. All right, welcome to episode 69. Uh, This episode is called An Intuitive Roadmap of Evidence. So I'm going to give you some tips and some steps on how you can right now begin creating that evidential map, that journal that you're proving to yourself, you're showing yourself, you're teaching yourself how that intuition is communicating and connecting with you throughout the day. Um, I have a journal in development now, and hopefully that will be out. Let's see, it's February. I, I expect it to be out no later than this spring. And it'll give you exercises and a 90-day formula that will evolve every 10 days to get you thinking about and checking in on how that intuition is connecting with you. It's a companion to the Be Guided and Be Great book. And some of those exercises and steps will be in the journal as well. But intuition is connecting with you throughout the day. So you don't need a manual although my book is incredible for that. I do give you tangible, workable steps to really work with that intuition consciously so that you get results at the end of the exercises. But also you can start right now with just a few little cues that I'll give you to begin taking note of and noticing how that intuition is is connecting with you. And again, we, you have one Claire that's stronger than the other, on my website at com, I do have that quiz, the which, are, uh, which Claire Are You quiz that you can take for free that can help show you, you know, it'll ask you some thoughtful questions about really make you think, how is my intuition connect, connecting with me? You know, do you take in information through your clairsentience so you feel things? Do you hear voices? Do you know, do you get guidance like turn left, stop eating that, you know, get some water kind of command type things like that, um, auditorially. Um, maybe you have a lot of images that just kind of download in your mind through your imagination. Or are you that more faster, 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 Claire, which is your Claire cognizance rather that you just get downloads throughout the day and you don't even know it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of whys, you know, why we do really want to get this intuition within us up and running. And I'm going to give you some steps on exactly how to do that. So at the end of the week, you too have an evidential little roadmap of your intuition. And before we get started, I just want to say that for the month of February, um, I'm going to ask you to rate and review this podcast. And at the end of February, I'm going to take one um, review and give you a signed copy of my book. So go ahead and rate and review, especially if you're on Apple iTunes. And I will say your name at the end of the month and um, yeah, get you that signed copy of my new book, Be Guided and Be Great. Okay, so let's see. So let's just talk about just, I want to give you four whys. And in my book, there are like 20 reasons why. (laughs) And I could write a whole book on why learning how to organize your intuition and use it consciously is so monumental in your life. Um, and again, it's intuition is exactly like emotions. Every single being has emotions and, and truly once we get a hold of our emotions, life gets better. And then once we can like really use them to create a more intimate and a more tangible and effervescent life through the use of our emotions, 
life just becomes so much better. It's just, there's the before and after I, you know, again, these are energetic experiences, so I can't take a picture of it necessarily, but the, it's just so profound, um, that before picture of not knowing how to use your intuition, kind of willy nilly and random. And then maybe even when you experience intuition, you have a belief system that completely washes it away or overly rationalizes it. And you just stay disconnected from your guidance. Now, I am a firm believer that intuition should be rational. You should be able to have a a rational conversation with that guidance. Um, But that can come later. That comes later with really understanding how you're experiencing the guidance. The next step is who is giving you that guidance? You know, is it a guide? Is it your Claire's? Is it um, even heaven, if you will? Is it an angel? So knowing kind of the source of the guidance is the third step of really understanding it. Um, well, maybe I meant second step, (laughs) knowing where that guidance is coming from. And the third is just really going with the flow. It's just integrated. You trust it. You don't have to sit there, notice you got it, then ask who gave it to you, and then ask a bunch of reasons around why they gave it to you. The third step is just, you get the guidance, you trust, but that comes in time. It's like working out, you know, first you kind of pick up the weights and you kind of don't know how to use it, then you learn how to use it. And then, and then later, not only do you use it, but you can lift heavier, heavier, and heavier. Okay. So my, you know, one of the first reasons why to understand your intuition is it fundamentally increases your self-confidence. I mean, for myself, I went from like voiceless, blushy, um, could not give my opinion without kind of shaking and trembling, even though I very much had an opinion. Um, so I feel like in my experience, intuition is, it's a self-confidence builder, it is a voice recovery. I, like I said, I didn't even have a voice. I could hardly say my name without freaking out. <laughs> and I was a real estate agent at like 20 years old. So that really worked against me, even though I was fairly successful at it. I internally, I struggled like, you know, you could not believe and, and maybe you relate to that too. And so intuition is directly in, it's in alignment with that self-confidence because the more you get guided and the more you trust that and the more you don't have to explain yourself to anybody, the more you walk just through the world with your head held high, not needing to explain yourself to everybody, not needing to ask everybody else what they think about your life and what you should do because you you now through your intuition and through your own guidance, you live your life, you decide because you are you heaven's got your back, right? You're in alignment with what your soul has come to do. And that only comes through the use of your intuition. So the second why, why learn to use your intuition is because trust, trust for yourself, trust for people, trust for your purpose in life and your place in life. In the big scheme of things, you find trust in that. And you trust heaven. And in my case, and maybe yours too, you learn to trust God, you learn to trust your creator. So that is a anchor that to me, it's like the before picture and the after picture is just you, it's an unrecognizable. So trust through your intuition, because that is your, your intuition is your language, your spiritual language, and you are a spirit. And we are connected to heaven, we are connected to that creation Uh, We come from the energy of creation. And so, you know, whether it's small things in our lives or big, massive, monumental things, you come to trust. And that's just not something that 
anything on earth can give you (laughs) aside from the actual energy and the grounding into trust. Um, I want to like talk way more about that, but that could be for probably another podcast. So the third is that why would you learn to use your intuition? Well, you learn to make decisions for yourself without a bunch of fuss. You make those decisions because you have, you develop this relationship of trust that you have self-confidence on that helps you make better decisions for your life. So again, I was a person who was like, I, I, I was guided. I knew that. But I learned to, through lots of different reasons why, but I learned to ask everybody else, well, what do you think? You know, should I do this? You know, and I would just do it anyway, but I I would just go through the agony of asking everybody else's opinion and then have like an attitude towards them because they didn't get me or they didn't get it. (laughs) And so we just cut out all of that bullshit and we just, we begin making these decisions from our heart, from our souls, uh, from our spirit and Therefore, whatever the consequence is of those decisions, we've made that decision. And so we can, we can wear that consequence. We can go through the consequence, whether it's good or bad, you know, life is full of all kinds of consequences and intuition guides us. And that doesn't mean it necessarily prevents every bump in the road. It doesn't, we're still having a human experience and this dimension still can teach us things and in learning things is often a bit of a struggle, right? So but but since you've made that decision and you didn't ask all these people that had no idea what you were going through, you could just cut out all that bullshit. I'm, I know you know what, exactly what I'm talking about. And finally, you know, like the fourth, very easy, amazing why is that you finally follow through. You follow through on what you're being guided to do. Um, I, as, and as truly is from simple as stop eating all that salt um, to start this company, you know, from something simple, you know, be gentle to your kids today, like be gentle to your child when they walk and they've had a bad day, you know, right? Like, oh my God, you can follow through on that because you were guided on that. You don't have to go through this intellectual gymnastics, like, oh my God, are they okay? Do I have to go, you know, do I have to burn it down? Do I have to hurt somebody? You know, (laughs) it's like, okay, be gentle. Like kids have bad days and, and something as monumental as move to another city, move to another country. I mean, people get massive guidance and, and a lot of, a lot of times people do follow through and some people don't because they, it's just the guidance was way too big, way too big and way too scary. So once you understand the feeling within your body of how those clairs are communicating with you. Once you have that system of who am I talking to? Who is, who is giving me this guidance? Where's the guidance coming from? And then you have the ability to ask questions around it to get your brain in alignment, get that intellectual part of you in alignment with the guidance that really just reduces the ability to not follow through with the guidance that you receive. And so whether the guidance is learn to play piano you know, get a piano teacher, learn to play piano. Well, it's not necessarily about the why, like, oh, why? Because I'm going to be a professional p- piano player. Okay, maybe actually the the follow through is learn to play piano because you'll love it. Learn to play piano because it'll ground you. Learn to play piano because it'll be a struggle for you to learn. And right now you need that energetic kind of struggle to ground more deeply into your life. And maybe you just need to play the piano to know that it's not actually going to be a part of this particular lifetime. Sometimes 
on a subconscious level, we're pulling in past lives that actually have nothing to do with today. And the way to kind of confront that energy is to just put you right front and center in it to let you know, hey, it's just not for this life. Um, what do I mean by that? Like, I could give you lots of stories, but I think the one that really sums it up for me was we moved to New England. And I just absolutely was in love with Irish music and Irish uh, jewelry and Irish clothing. And I'm an American kid. <laughs> you know. Yes, I have descendants from Ireland and Scotland, but um, I you know, just love the music. I loved all the Celtic or Celtic, depending on the region you come from. I just loved all that stuff. And so I got into the Irish harp orchestra when we moved to New England and my daughter was a baby. And it was very inconvenient and very tough to be part of this um, association. But I just really felt like I had to do that right now. I couldn't wait. And so I schlepped from, you know, one side of New England to another to <laughs> be part of it. And it was not good at any point. Was it good? It was beautiful. And the music was lovely. But the guides kind of made sure it just didn't really work out. They made sure I'd be really uncomfortable. And it, it was just, and it kind of crescendoed into this big Boston, Irish, Celtic um festival and I had the migraine of my life like I can still feel that moment of sickness um and you could say wow that was just that really sucked that just didn't work out for you but really I, I just knew before I really understood my intuition I just knew I had to let this chapter of my soul go for this particular life that doesn't mean it won't come again in the, my future lives it, it doesn't mean it's not a diminishing of anything about that it's just that that's not who I am in this particular life and there was a part of my past lives I just had to let go of and so you know when you follow through you're not putting these big huge like oh my god if I ask this person out we have to get married no you just kind of ask them out maybe they'll be a friend maybe they'll solve a problem for you maybe on you know and maybe it'll just be fun for that particular moment because you're alive and it's fun to go out on a date or something the follow through doesn't have to be monumental. However, if it is monumental, it's kind of like, you know, if you were, you're being guided to write that book, it's that nudging, like get your ass down, sit down and get some, you know, words on that paper. It's that constant in the moment, in real time, nudging you towards or away from what you're being guided to, to, to do. So again, I could kind of Obviously, I could do a whole podcast on the follow through with intuition, but those are those the four ways, right? You build confidence, you learn to trust, you make better decisions for yourself personally, and um, you know you start to follow through with the guidance that you get, whether it's big or small, it doesn't matter. You don't put those huge stakes on it anymore because you're starting to integrate that intuition. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about how that roadmap of evidence will look. So you can go get the cheapest little notebook at the store and you just have an intention that this is going to be my my map, my, uh, my evidential map of my personal intuition and just set the intention that it's going to be easy and fun. Like we are not pushing boulders here. <laughs> this has to be fun. Let it be whimsical if you want to. Let it be sacred. I mean, kind of just set the tone for how you need to, in this moment, interact with this intuition. And, you know, I'd go ahead and I'd write the date. Dates are important because you want to know what was going on at your, you know, going on in your life at the time, what that date was, and 
to watch your progress. It's just really fun. And it's really important to see how far you can go in a short amount of time. So the first subject that we'll start the day with, you know, write the date and and we'll try to kind of check in three times a day. And it's just a light little check in, you know, you eat three times a day, you can kind of do it around meals, or you can just kind of make it a little bit more just a simple check in. And you would really want to start your day with kind of just checking in to see if you had any intuitive dreams. Did you have any visits? Did you have any nightmares? Did you have any messages? Just kind of see if you had something a little bit more textural than just kind of a regular processing dream. Um, and just make a note of it. You, you can make a note of it or you can write in great detail. The reason dreams and intuition is so important is because I've had so many clients over the decades that they shut their intuition down all night. Um, excuse me, they shut their intuition down all day and then they can't sleep because heaven is trying to communicate with them all freaking night. And again, if you're really intuitive, this is not something you can run from. It will communicate with you in any way that's probably least convenient. For In, in my experience, certainly not convenient. <laughs> so... The, you just have to get on board. You know, some people aren't quite as intuitive. They they process the world in a different way. And it's okay that they don't really come to the table of intuition. Some people absolutely, it's okay. Like some people aren't very emotional, like whether the, us really highly emotional people like it or not, they just kind of aren't. So you, you really want to notice if you are a night psychic, if you are a night intuitive, um, and if you actually dream at all, because the more you integrate your intuition throughout the day in your waking hours, the more you'll actually sleep when it's time to sleep. So there's two parts here. If you're a psychic that's shut down, you welcome your intuition throughout the day. You're learning to do it throughout the day. So you learn to get some sleep and you get more control around it. Um, Okay, I thought there was a two part, but I've lost my train of thought. So let's just go ahead and jump into the second step is to after you know, you kind of check in with your dreams, did I have any sort of experiences or intuitive guidance at, at night? The second step is to just go ahead before you start your day, just kind of make it into set an intention to notice which Claire you use throughout the day. And you do, you just want, you might use all of them. And I, good, healthy intuition is you are using all of your clairs, you know, clairvoyance, clairaudience, claircognizance, clairsentience. That's good, healthy intuition. Some people are really only clairvoyant and that's fabulous, but we really want to use the other clairs to fill out the bigger picture of intuition, um, to soften that sort of constant download of images that you kind of get bombarded with, like really on overdrive. So for example, how does this look? This looks just kind of in our daily life. So maybe I'd start the day. Okay, let's, I'm going to see what kind of Claire's are just kind of active today. So yesterday I took the kids to Target after school just to grab some, you know, basic stuff. And literally when we walked past the coffee aisle, I heard my guide say, grab some coffee. And I just as quickly overrode it like, ah, we just went grocery shopping. I'm sure we're fine. So this morning I'm pouring the coffee and we're literally out. I just poured the last stuff out and I had to just kind of take notice. Like my guide told me, my guide told me I'd need coffee. I'd want coffee. <laughs> so again, it, it can be funny. Like 
guidance can be just as mundane and and it often really is. That's why it's hard to kind of put your finger on guidance because it's not, you know, airy fairy and lights come on and like heaven moves. No, it's really subtle. It feels like your own thinking voice. Like I could tell myself in this moment, hey, I had a thought I should have got the coffee. But because I know what I'm doing, I know that she told me you're going to want to grab the coffee. And I just chose not to because I over-rationalized it. Now we just went shopping. Okay. And so maybe like you're driving your car and you keep having like images of your mother just right? Like in a different way than you normally think of your mom. So maybe it's like, okay, I did have images. So you just make a note of that. Like, so maybe that you try to check in, maybe immediately you'd come home from the store or like the minute you realize you're out of coffee, you just go and journal that like, Hey, I, I heard my guide or I felt like I needed something or I saw my mother in my mind. I kept having images. So that's clairvoyance. Um, you just really want to Notice which clairs you may or may not be getting that guidance through. And then at some point when it's convenient, and maybe not convenient, but just you just force yourself to go and make a note of it like, hey, I had a feeling, hey, I had an image, hey, I heard a voice, turn left, you know, stop that, do this, do that kind of commanding type of voice. A little refinement, which I hope is a little helpful in this moment, sometimes it can be a little too overwhelming, is often your guide's voice is very different from your own, not only your voice, but your own thinking voice. So I started to notice my guide's voice because she's very black and white, where I'm really kind of lovey-dovey and playful in my language. I'm, I have a s- Southern father, and so that culture is really heavy, and like I call people sweetheart and honey. Like I'm very like that. My guide is not like that. <laughs> so that's how I was able to like, oh my God, the tone, the cadence, the voice is totally different than the way I would communicate with myself. Okay. That was just a little side note that I get carried away with because it's so exciting. Okay, the third step is to just start paying attention to what guide might really be around you. I'm obsessed with the birth guide. If I could train you today, that's what we would jump right into. But some people have like really heavy mother guides where maybe you're not kind of a natural mother or natural father. And so you have this like guide really kind of really in your face, helping with that chapter in your life. Some people, I hang out with a lot of writers and there's just a lot of writing creative guides. And so like maybe they'd be the first guide around you where they like maybe just play which kind of guide is this? And then like, what outfits are they wearing? You know, one time I saw a colleague, a friend of mine, her, and she was in this writing project and her, one of her guides at step four was like a little newspaper guy, <laughs> you know, it was dressed in like a little old fashioned kind of writer outfit, which was super hysterical. And she knew exactly what I was talking about when I shared this image and who this guide was. It's like, she knew exactly what I was talking about. Um, so just kind of play, um, we don't want to be judgmental, just kind of be curious. It doesn't have to mean anything. But really in like my late teens, I kind of had a glimpse of this like robed type fella and I could kind of see he would just kind of point a staff and I'd kind of go in the direction he pointed me. And once I kind of got over his outfit, I heard his name and it kind of, you start to build this picture, but sometimes it comes to us in pieces. So that's why this little journal of evidence, this roadmap of evidence is critical and crucial 
in making these things make sense to our actual brains. So we know, understand what's going on. So we learn to trust it, use it consciously. And it's not these little snippets of random, seemingly not connected stuff. Okay, so that would be the third check-in. Okay, kind of what guide is around me? Sometimes it's easier to play with what guide is around your family. So if you're like, I don't know, you know, a couple like you're on day three and you're like, I have no guides. Maybe like, are you paying attention? Is there like a guide around your child or a guide around your partner or a guide around like a colleague at work? Sometimes the more emotionally separate from them we are, the more obvious these things can be. So if you're getting guides from other people, just take a note of that as well. Because that's a doorway sometimes into our own. Like if it looks like this for you, it might look like that for me. And that was really a huge doorway into my own. Like my intuition just catapulted personally when I started to work with the public. I started to understand myself more. Those first three years of professional, um, public, psychic, medium work life were terrifying because I didn't have answers for anybody because it was I was still figuring this shit out. <laughs> but... um. I, those three years were critical in me understanding how this stuff works because I couldn't, I literally couldn't be here with you if not for those early years of seeing what I saw for you and then experimenting on myself and then creating this map for myself, okay? So um, the fourth and final like evening check-in would just be, you know, you've you've checked on your dreams, you've checked on which clarity you're using, you're checked on, okay, what guide is guiding me today? What guide is around me? Um, and I do, I guess I need to make a side note, which I was like, why am I talking about this? A side note would be a lot of you want to use your loved ones on the other side. And for a time, I think that's perfectly lovely. Do our loved ones become guides? Not always. Um, you know, sometimes maybe the critical bossy mom is still just a critical bossy mom on the other side. So I wanted to make a little note there because we don't always want to use our loved ones as guides. We sometimes want to actually have a hard boundary there. Um, and some of you, yes, of course, you have intelligent, lovely, open-hearted, darling, soulful, connected loved ones on the other side that for a time, it's perfectly fine. Um, and some of you, you know who you are. If I said that and you're like, oh shit, yes, you definitely want to have like a boundary where when you check in, check in with guides, you want to make sure those critical, maybe even abusive people are not even in the room. So you can even say like, Hey, everybody out, you know, thank you. Love you. Missy. Okay. Everybody out of the room. And then, and then do that kind of guide check-in. So that's just a little refinement for that. So the fourth step is at night, you really want to just check in and ask, am I getting guidance? Like, where am I getting guidance in my life? And just really, it could be, it's probably going to be more big picture stuff, you know, um, you know, maybe work with your thoughts or maybe lose some weight just for the sake of feeling good, maybe gain some weight for the sake of strength. Um, maybe college might be here kind of, oh, okay. Maybe getting into a relationship, like whatever the bigger, th th this is an intention for the bigger themes, like bigger themed guidance, um, subjects are this kind of evening and, and don't, you know, even though it's a bigger subject, don't make it bigger than it needs to be just kind of whimsical. Like, Hey, I'm just driving by, I'm just checking, like, what are the big things I feel guided on, you know, and just kind of make a note of it. 
And again, with time, these things, these little kind of, the, the more kind of casual you do kind of, I use this analogy. I did a, um, I think I did a podcast on it, <laughs> but I certainly wrote this in my book where, you know, sometimes when you're asking these bigger, heavier questions, you want to really like pretend to be, and I don't mean to offend any of my European listeners, but, you know, as an American, this kind of this image of this European woman with a cigarette in her mouth that she does not care what you say, because she just on some level knows you're going to answer her like you're very casual, you're very like, almost like I don't care. Um, and the reason that's really important is because if you're like an American, and you're like, I need an achievement here, I need a goal, I need it, like it needs to work out like we can actually push these little subtle conversations away. It's kind of like the more I want to talk to my daughter, the actual more I have to pull in my energy and shut my mouth. Uh, Cause the more I energetically, cause she's an angel being. So the more I like, con- you know, I talk to her and the more like passionate I get and the more I'm trying to connect, actually the more she'll like move away from me. <laughs> so it's, it can be certainly the same with that big, like intuitive question for our lives. If you're like, if you notice you can, you're okay, I'm kind of pushing it away. Just kind of like, imagine just having a playful cigarette in your hand and you you just don't care. You're just enjoying your life and all is well and everything works out for you. Kind of pull that energy all the way in and then kind of just take another look. Okay. You know, what am I being guided on? And just make a little note of that. And kind of, I would do it like a, I would do a reflection every, every week, you know, like maybe make it a little ritual of every Sunday night or every Saturday night or something like that, or, you know, Saturday morning and just kind of look back and these, you would not believe, you won't believe how intuitive you actually are. I mean, truly this changes people's lives. When you look back and go, holy shit, especially if any of the stuff you were able to pull in has been validated over the week, that, that stuff is crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. It's just incredible. Um, I could tell stories, but I'm trying to keep this podcast around half an hour ish since last podcast. I was long witted with my wonderful interview with Chris Gray. So, okay. How does the reflection look? You know, you're looking at those dreams. You're noticing if you're a nighttime psychic, if you are, okay, that's fine. But I want to encourage like the more you can use your intuition throughout the day, the more actual sleep you can get at night. And so they'll leave you alone. They, as in the guide or they, you know, as in your family, if you're a medium, or they, as an energy that's trying to communicate with you, will nail you at night. I don't know any more a more elegant way to say it because it's not pleasant. It's not lovely. You need your sleep as a human being having a human experience. You need that freaking sleep. So we want to get, we want to acknowledge dreams, but we want to get those to more consciously. Okay. Anyway. <sighs> Part two is those clairs. You're noticing like, wow, I'm just, man, I just feel everything. I like feel everybody's emotions. And instead of like, oh my God, I need to stop doing that. Just, just notice it, right? There's things that you can do down the road to stop it. <laughs> Get some more beautiful boundaries around that. Um, but just, you're just noticing, you know, and I, and I want to encourage you not to freak yourself out or like, oh no, it's too much. It's just what you're doing now. And the more you get stronger with other clairs and the more boundaries you get, the more this integrates, the more that, that, that stuff just goes away. It just, it sets itself the more you understand. And then that third check-in is guides. You know, I want to encourage you to get your way towards a birth guide, but you know, along the way, it's okay if it's not, you're just noticing and these guides are here to help you. And so these just make us feel great. Like, damn, look, this is important. I actually have a guide here to help me write this book or damn, 
okay, I'm not alone as a parent. I have this guide here and she's helping me be a better mother or be a better sister or be a better friend or whatever these things are. These guys are here to help you. And it's just profound and beautiful. And then finally, you know, kind of what is this persistent guidance? And you kind of, you're, you're being guided to really shape this life to where you are, where and what and who you were born to be. And yes, sometimes we look at our lives and go, oh shit, you know, I'm getting all this guidance for like all this ridiculous stuff I'm not even close to being. And that those feelings can come up, but just again, have like a playfulness about it. You're being guided towards and in this particular moment, you don't have to have anything solved. You can just be here right now. And in time, these things will make more sense. But right now, just be curious and be playful around it. So those are the four really powerful ways to start creating this evidential roadmap of your intuition. Um, be playful, have fun. It does not, it's not, does not have to be life or death. Even though I know, especially if you're a medium, we can be talking about death. And well, that's just a part of life. So I want to just really normalize that, that this part of you that might be really firing hard, you don't really want to look at, just start looking at it gently and in little pieces. And it's a very natural, normal part of being human. Okay. And I know you probably have never heard that before. And if you have, it doesn't necessarily always just make sense just because somebody says that. Um, and again, the kind of the more you embrace your mediumship, the more you actually just become alive because that, uh, you know, like I said to Chris, like I live on the precipice, precipice of death. And that was, that made the first part of my life really hard. But the truth is it's made the last, you know, the second half here just like exponentially more beautiful because every day means something to me. Every day means something with my children. It means something with my husband. It means something with you. It means something in my work. Um, so that can be a tool to make you way more alive than most people ever dream of until like the thought of death as they're like 80 maybe makes them get a pep in their step I don't know <laughs> we all know everybody handles that differently but okay so again um really really want you guys to go rate and review this podcast I will send you a signed copy of my book with probably a love note and um that link, especially with iTunes will be in the show notes here. Um, and, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing your guys's rate and reviews. Okay. So we will talk to you next week. In the meantime, take care. If you're interested in finding out which is the strongest Claire in you, go to my website at katesaintclair.com and take the quiz. Which Claire are you? Until next time, remember, it's your birthright to be guided and be great.